Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. Welcome back to Hot Laps, lap number seven by Heat Shield Products. Uh, we are back in the saddle again, and let's do some introductions. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm Shane. And yeah. today we got a special guest uh, joining us from Gur Racing. Uh, she's a professional race car driver in the Trans Am Series and races in the T2 class, which is a whole lot different than the want to go fast guy sitting at this table. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wish I could drive like her, like half as good as her. I'd be yeah. pretty stoked. She's a uh, she's a great ambassador for Heat Shield, and we're stoked to have her on the and a great person. Yeah, a great person. Yeah, yeah, a great. Person she and her husband sure. are awesome. We love working with them. So Michelle Abadi, what's going on? How are you? Hot laps. Special guest is on now. Hey guys, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. I've been a big fan of you guys since you started it up, so I'm, I'm happy to be on it with you. Well, thanks for squeezing us in before work, too. Well, and we know we <laughs> at least we have one fan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. at least we there have go. one. We have <laughs> one. Yeah. So stoked. But yeah, we're really uh, happy that you're here, and, and we kind of do an inaugural kickoff question, and this one I tried to tailor it a little bit to you because I'm sure your numbers are a little higher than ours, but... The question is, what is the fastest you have ever gone in a vehicle? Oh, man, I'm going to be jealous. Am I going first? Yeah, go ahead. Well, do do we want to peek? I mean, (laughs) she's going to be way better than us, and I'll be jealous of her number no matter what it is. Okay, that's true. So go ahead, Steve. You go. Uh, I think the – okay, a vehicle, does it matter? Yeah, two wheels, just not in the air. Yeah, okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, So four wheels be 140. Two wheels would be 160. Wow. Yeah, which is stupid. That was liquid courage <laughs> and dumb. I hope your mom's not listening. Uh, she probably won't. She's she's not tech savvy, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Shane, how about you? Uh, well, I'm not going to say whose car, but it was a Camaro Z28, and it was 155. 155? Yeah. Were you on like a backcountry road? or Just on the freeway at night freeway at night that yeah. must be in california that might have yeah. been one of those vegas <laughs> trips we used to do those crazy vegas trips where we'd go at 11 yeah. o'clock at night and come and back the, at four in the morning yeah put the cruise control on yeah. at three digits that was before we started doing the sema show which sucks the vegas life out of you yeah, yeah. so mom i'm sorry because i know you're listening uh <laughs> in your buick regal on uh the freeway i did 132 so i'm low number so far that's still that's fast dude. yeah did you have a passenger with you did they say no no no. <laughs> no 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 they didn't but uh yeah 132 in the uh, my mom's regal because i never really had a car that would go that yeah. fast so yeah how about you michelle so there's actually kind of a story behind mine which is pretty funny. good so pretty much i was at thunder hill testing in the stock car so the tube chassis uh car that ruined my life and made me only want to drive two chassis cars (laughs) (laughs) and i was on the back stretch so i don't really look at my speedometer usually because i don't don't really care unless we're figuring out what gear we want to run and i was testing the car i didn't really know the car too well and i looked down and it said like 172 and i i phoned in like on the radio and i'm like hey i don't think this speedometer is working It, it said like 172 or something and when I came in, 
a crew chief who was uh, Craig Rop, and he's like, no, that, that's right. And I'm like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I went 172? And like, I was like, holy crap. Like, I had no idea, even though it was, like, informed right in front of me. It, so. it, is it because it didn't even feel like it? Because that car, I mean, obviously, they're, what you're driving is designed to go fast like that. So it probably to you with your skill and your expertise it probably didn't even feel sketchy right is that is that what yeah, it was exactly 100 percent. i mean it was like Ooh. there was no way there was no way that was right like i was like all oh, the sensors probably wrong you know what i mean like right. i knew i was going fast but that thing was so wicked fast that like uh, you know i'm it only had four gears you know so i don't know i was really wow. new to the car i had no idea they could go that fast wow that's awesome man that's so cool <laughs> yeah. that'd be great mm-hmm. that would just be awesome <laughs> that, you know? that's screaming for sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. So uh, my TA2 car, I think the fastest I've gone so far in it was like 160-something. That's, um, that's but, oh, awesome, man. That's great. <laughs> wow. That's still really fast. That, dude, that's hauling. But see, the thing is, is okay, I've done it one time yeah, in my exactly. life. She does it like, what is it, once a month maybe? Or yeah. what? You know what I mean? It's like it's it's yeah. it's – I mean, that was 20 years ago, I think, maybe, when I had gone that fast. For her, that was like, us. Oh, that was this afternoon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into your background a little bit. Um, I just, quick question. Like, what age did you start racing cars? Um, well, I don't, it kind of depends on how you describe racing. So I started autocrossing when I was 16, so I got kind of a late start. Um, my brother raced, he was two years older than me, so I was around motorsports since I was like six. But I didn't actually start driving until I had my own car and, and kind of did it on my own. So I started autocross in, yeah, I was I was 16, and then I, I moved into like the time attack stuff and the track day stuff, so like the enthusiast level, um, you know, racing i guess but i didn't start actually like wheel to wheel competitive racing till about 2012 i think it was or 11 wow yeah. that's that's awesome you got a late start but you that just gives to show your your natural ability right because you a lot of these guys start when they're did you race go-karts or anything like that my brother did no i wasn't i was never really given the opportunity to do that wow. so um i kind of was you know behind the eight ball a little bit and it, i think it kind of hurts me now because I, I mean I adapt pretty quick, but I wish I would have developed those skills as a kid because I just feel like then it's a little bit more natural. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you know, you just gave, as a father to three girls, you you just gave a every – or five girls, I guess, if you include, include the bigger the, – the older girls, right? Yeah. But you gave every dad uh, that's a uh, – you know, has daughters hope that even if they don't start real young that they can all get out and go racing. That's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah, can do sure. it. Yeah, for sure. I think my dad tried to keep me out of it, really, because, you know, it's kind of dangerous or sure. whatever. And it's not, not really known in his world as a girl's sport. So right, yeah. It was kind of like when I started autocrossing, um, he, he was more of like, oh, it's probably just a phase, you know, and I haven't I haven't not, I haven't not stopped yet. I've been racing since I started autocrossing my little car. So, um, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool ladder, you know, steps that I took to get to where I am. That's, that's awesome. Good for you. So next question, just tell us about the progression in your racing. So I know, I think you have a few championships, right? And maybe just give us a quick rundown on the cars you drove and any crazy track antics that have gone on since uh, 2012. Yeah, so uh, like I mentioned, I kind of started in autocross, which was in my little, uh, it was a Mazda Speed Protégé. They only made like 3,000 of them something, you know, they only made them for a year. And so it was like a little turbo four-cylinder. I drove that car for 
man, I, I think it was probably like eight years. So I, wow. I started um, autocrossing in that car, and then I did the time attack with it. Um, and then, yeah, it was probably like 2007 or eight. I was really like into the Subarus. That was like what I wanted, but I could never afford one. So I was kind of like an honorary member with my little Mazda hanging out with all the Subaru guys. But um, then I started to um, make a relationship with Crawford Performance, which is a very well-known Subaru company. And Crawford kind of gave me my first op opportunity to race um, uh, Subarus in Time Attack, and I did pretty well with that. And then that relationship grew into the whole Scion racing um, partnership. And so with them, I was racing um, – sorry, I, I got a call, but I, I canceled it, so we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not <laughs> kind important. Of messed my train of thought up, but we're good. Um, yeah, so I raced with Scion professionally. Um, you know, was a driver for them factory back, and I did started out in time trials actually racing for Scion because I didn't have a race license, uh, but they were fully behind our effort, which was really pretty cool. And I earned my racing license uh, while racing with Scion, and then we went into the Moto IQ Road Racing Challenge, which I won my cha the championship in that. So that was the first championship I won, uh, which was Moto IQ. And then um, from there, we went into um, the U.S. Touring, God, I don't remember what it's called. It's kind of like a, I thought it was a professional series, but, and it ended up being more of just like, they said they were a professional series, but it wasn't. <laughs> so um, we decided to change direction and go to the SCCA U.S. Majors Tour, which is a uh, nationally based series, but they have regional, um, you know, regional events. Right. So I, I, yeah, I did that in 2015 in my Scion FRS. So I jumped from the Scion TC to a Scion FRS, won the championship in 2015, which was my debut year, and then uh, went on to win a couple more um, club championships uh, in STU and then in GT1, which is where I ran the stock car that was built for me. Uh, that technically wasn't my car, but a good friend of mine built it for me, so I won the GT1 championship, and then I got the opportunity to drive that same car in the SCCA National Runoffs in 2018, and I uh, got third um, in runoffs, which I was the, the youngest female to ever do that in GT1. It's only ever been three other females to do it, so it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah that was probably one of my highest accolades is um, the third place at uh, runoffs. And then, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I got into that tube chassis car, and, and I just was like, man, this is a race car. Like, this is this is what I want to race, you know? And so I, I literally sold everything I had. I sold every built motor I had. I sold the Scion, sets of wheels. I'm still selling stuff, but that time, <laughs> <they had to laughs> buy my TA2 car was by, by selling Scion stuff and just kind of, like, liquidating everything I had, so. Yeah, I saw the – yesterday on the uh, on your Instagram, I saw the – little character making it rain with hundred dollar bills or something <laughs> and you said this is what it's like having to pay for racing so oh, yeah 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 just kind of it's it's funny I, I had done an interview a couple days ago and actually anthony and i both did it and they asked you know so like why do you guys race and we're both kind of like uh i don't know kind of not really the smartest thing to do financially but no we love it and uh man everything about it but i feel like if you don't if you don't know anything about racing, you'll never understand why why people spend the money they do to do it. Yeah, right. And it, just just a note, Anthony is not only your husband, but he's your is. Would you consider him like your crew chief, mechanic? I mean, MacGyver all in one. Yeah, MacGyver. He, yeah, he's everything, man. He he makes my food for me. He tows the truck and trailer with you know for us. I mean, I would not be doing this without Anthony for sure. And 
And uh, I, I don't know how I got so lucky, to be honest, because racing will tear you apart, and he's he's the one on the end when things are really bad, you know what I mean? So Right. That's cool. That's super cool to have some like, you know, somebody there for you, but not just there. He's your your husband as well, so that makes it even even better, right? You know, so you know you always got your rock to go back to. That's yeah. super. That's super awesome. Like you said, you know, a lot of times financially it creates a strain on a relationship. But you guys are both on the same page, and that's that's kind of what makes it work, right? I mean, you guys you guys yeah. both get it. You both get the 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 excitement from it and that's why i think people do it you know i was gonna go back to what you were saying michelle you know what they say the best way to make a small fortune in racing is right <laughs> i do i know this one yeah you know start with a large one and work down from there the problem is, is <laughs> you know for people like myself and, and you you have to start with that large fortune so we'll just yeah. have to figure out how to do it without that large fortune yeah, it's it's definitely a, a tough game, you know. And I think it weeds out the weak. You really gotta, sure. you really gotta be, you know, have the passion. You really gotta be out there because yeah. if if you don't, if that if you don't have that fire inside of you, it'll it'll eat you up pretty quick. Yeah, you know, it, it gets tough. But no, yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's funny actually too. Uh, sorry, another quick little story. So uh, when we got married in 2017, we had the typical, you know, uh, honeymoon to go to like Turks and Caicos or whatever it was, you know, oh, yeah. and. It was all booked. It was all ready to go. And then I got this call, uh, this opportunity to go race at Bathurst in Australia. And oh. I, I'm on the phone with, with the team, and I'm like, oh, man, that's like our honeymoon week. You know, and I, I didn't want to, like, like be selfish and, like, want to go do that, you know. And so I, I told them, I was like, ah, I don't know if that's my husband. We kind of already booked everything and blah, blah, blah. And I, <laughs> the moment I asked Anthony, I'm like, hey, so I got this call to, like, drive in Australia. He's like, Oh, we have to go. I'm like, I know, but it's our honeymoon. He's like, who cares? I was, he's like, we're just gonna cancel. Let's go to freaking Australia. That's amazing. You know, it's just like crazy. That's awesome. Good Solid for you. Guy. Yeah. That's awesome. So move, moving on from racing, I know you're working on. I think you guys call it the Germero. And just brief, quickly, I guess. Um, what's the what's the inspiration behind that? Did you just want a daily that goes obscenely fast, <laughs> or what's going on with that? No, the the whole, uh, I guess, story is we got that car, had a really bad lifter tick, and we just oh. wanted to fix the lifter tick. That was it. And yeah. then it was SEMA, and I opened my big mouth and told all our great partners what, what was going on, and everybody wanted to help. Everybody's like, oh, we got to build it. We should do this. We should do that. We should do a cam. We should do an intake, all this stuff. And it was just, it has literally snowballed in a very good way from that. But never, no, I even told Anthony when we got the car, I was like, Okay, we're not we're not doing anything but like maybe wheels and like not even exhaust. I wanted the thing to be quiet. I wanted it to be like a normal street <laughs> car. And yeah, now we're building this like massively ridiculous uh, street you know, car. Yeah. So yeah. so if you're in Vegas and you're listening, don't and yeah. and that and that black Camaro thing <laughs> stop. Like don't 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 try her, man. Yeah. Don't try her. Don't yeah. think it's gonna run. Yeah. So, when you're done, do you know what's the finished horsepower or? Yeah, so um, I'm I, I'm told that that he wants to make breaded insane powers one build in the car. He wants to make uh, seven fifty to the wheels. Oh, wow! Wow, that's yeah. all, and that's all NA, right? Naturally aspirated. That's all NA, yeah. yeah. And, and all the internet warriors, you know, they're all like, oh yeah, yeah, right, blah blah. But I I know Brett, and yeah. he knows his stuff, and he wouldn't he wouldn't give me a number if he didn't, you know, if he didn't yeah. know he could hit it. So we're gonna like hurt some people's feelings, I guess. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <that's>... yeah. <laughs> Well, definitely a yeah. shout out to Brett at Insane Power because he allowed Shane and myself and uh, 
our crew to come in and film right before SEMA with you. And that video is up on YouTube. And those guys were just, I mean, really nice. They just opened up their garage, which was really cool. Late night. Yeah, late Stayed night. Late and night. And yeah. So shout out to those guys at Insane Power. And a cool dog. Power. Yeah, yes, that dog is crazy. Axel, yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you for coming on. And then can you just throw out, you know, how people can – see you or follow, follow you, you yeah. and follow that Gert Camaro and they can buy merch too right just to give them all that info yep yep 100% so um we're actually relaunching my website I think today which is just gerracing.com g-r-r racing.com and then pretty much if you type my name in google you'll, you'll be able to find all of my uh social media but I do use a one as the i in my name so it's like m-1-t-a-p-l-e and then my last name, A-B-E-A-T-E. So that's like my YouTube, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, all that stuff. So cool. pretty easy. Well, right on. We'll all let right. you get to work. Yeah. And uh, we thank appreciate you. you coming yeah. on. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. Thank bye. you, guys. Right. Appreciate it. Bye, and bye, Michelle. Enjoy your uh, show. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. I want to touch on three things. Uh, hot rod sleeve had a question about cutting hot rod sleeve to basically branch off wires yeah, like to another a, harness. Make like a Y or a T cut into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what's your thought on that? Pretty hard to do without it fraying. Okay. So there's you potentially could, like if you had you, some black paint, right? You could maybe cut a just cut a little slit. A little slit, and then pop that wire out that yeah, you're trying and, to get out. And, and then, then maybe and then, heat shrink and then re, or something, right? And, yeah, and then yeah. heat shrink there and then put another piece on that. So if you cut it, is it going to mess with the integrity of the sleeve? Is that kind of what no, you're No, you saying? just worry about it fraying apart. That's yeah. all you're going to worry. The, the cool thing about that is with the coating, because, mm-hmm. I mean, fiberglass in general just frays. Right. But because of the hot rod sleeve and the coating, it... You have time to work with it. It'll yeah. fray right away. Yeah, it's, it's not... Pretty, gonna, it's pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, even when you trim it on, you know, like when we're... You make the master roll here, and then you trim it down. Even when we cut it, it doesn't fray no. too bad. So if you were going to do a Y into any one of our sleeves, that's the best one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the racer's tape, I know that won't take as much heat as the sleeve, but is that a possibility? I mean, could you wrap that section if it wasn't going to get too hot there? Sure. Yeah, if you yeah. want. Yeah, as long as it's not, like, right next to an exhaust. But, yeah, that would be. All right, cool. That would be okay. Electrical surges. Uh. What do you need to watch out for with our product if you're worried about electrical surges? Somebody asked, do we need? Do you need to earth any of our, any of our products? Yeah, which would be, uh, I believe, an Australian or European term <laughs> right. for grounding. Yeah, so ground. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just anything that like uh, it's it's fairly straightforward, like common sense. You know, sticky shield, um, any like the thermoflex cloth, the cold gold the heat shield mat anything that looks like a metal just make sure all the terminals are insulated there's no open circuits touching any of those and you're fine but as far as it like creating electricity no man (laughs) it doesn't create its own with um right yeah Yeah. i mean there'd be nothing there maybe the only thing that you got to worry about are those cool can shields and static electricity because of the the vinyl and the and the plastic can but that's why we put a dryer sheet in there to prevent that Right so. on. DB skin, DB armor. Um, I know you know the temperature is going to change here pretty quick, and it's it's mainly cold around the U.S. now. Uh, but 
temperatures are going to change. Is there a range people should be trying to put that on in? I mean, well, no, it just it'll just take it forever to cure. So that's the problem with the, like the DB skin if you're putting it on. Mm-hmm. You know, sixty degrees above, um, you got a great shot. Like if you're putting it on when it's like thirty below or whatever outside, right. yeah. you're going to have to do control. one coat one day, go out the next day, see if the that first coat is fully dried, and you'll you'll be able to tell. And then put another coat on. So it might be like a two-day process instead of, hey, I can get this, like in the summertime, like, hey, you can, you know, go in four hours and then cure and then put another coat on and then wait a whole day before you yeah. do anything. But And then with the armor, that's a peel and stick. Peel so and stick, yes. So any of the adhesive backing, doesn't matter, just DB armor, any, mm-hmm. like the lava shield, sticky shield, all that. About 60-plus degrees or so is good. You just want to let that adhesive. It's just got to set up once. Once it sets up and cures and, you know, hardens and you're in good shape. You don't have to worry about it like, oh, God, if I put it on and then it gets below 30 degrees, is it going to fall off? No, it's just got to do that yeah. one time kind of curing after you peel the backer <clears throat> off and lock it into place, and then you're good to go. All right. That's, yeah, that's good information. I had some questions about that, especially since, you know, it's winter and then we're changing stuff. So. Yeah. All right, product showcase, uh, Sticky Shield. That's kind of my favorite, honestly. I mean, there's, you can do so many things with the Sticky Shield, but just enlighten us on a few of your favorites, uh, maybe an idea that, you know, why why somebody should use it. I think, like, Shane, Shane did a great, like, airbox, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't like the Sticky Shield because it's shiny and bright and in your face, and they want, like, a gold or whatever. Um, man, the best stuff out there is aluminum. I mean, the the best thing for reflectivity is real gold, like real, real gold. But you have to have that mountain of cash. You well, were yeah, talking you, about. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be a a, a chic or a or or a, <laughs> yeah. or a tech billionaire yeah. or something to be able to afford that. So, um, the aluminum, man, it just it's great. Just ignore it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm always a function over form person anyway. You know, you don't put anything on your car unless it makes you go faster. Yeah. You don't. You know, you, you, if you don't need it, don't put it on there. Um, but it's not that, it's not a fashion show. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you, it's a go fast show. That's that's what yeah. we're worried about. Go hit the it's runway if you want a fashion show. Yeah, that's it. Amen. Good call, Shane. But Sticky Shield is great. You know, and then uh, putting it like on an earbox. It's like the simplest, littlest thing you can do and lower your air intake temperatures. Mm-hmm. Your air in. It's a little hard to go around the, the inlet tubes and pipes sometimes because it just it wants to fight itself flat. Mm-hmm. But anything like kind of with a slight curve or a flat surface, man, it's it's awesome. Yeah, All right, super stuff. easy. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, please drop us a review or a comment. And again, thank you to Michelle for spending the time with us. Yeah, it's always uh, awesome. And uh, you know, she, she was she's a breath of fresh air to me because yeah. she's just a solid person and. The relationship she has with her husband i mean they pay for everything it's uh, crazy they're a, they're super cool people and yeah that's the type of person like everybody should get behind a root for because yeah she, they're a good they, they're a good team good good team good people and dude she kicks butt man i wish like i said i wish i could drive half as good as her yeah, <laughs> right she she crushes it so yeah. and steve give the uh listeners how they can get in touch with well, us. Well, and let's say thanks to Shane for having a birthday this week. Oh, Shane, oh, you had a birthday. That's oh, you're right. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. We all got to have cupcakes in honor of his birthday. Pink ones. Yeah. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> and Girl Scout cookies. Oh, and Girl Scout. Yeah, there you go. How can they get in touch with us? 
Uh, HeatShieldProducts.com or just add Heat Shield Products. That's where we are everywhere on social media world. And then uh, just visit the website, HeatShieldProducts.com. With, cool. our, with our email? Podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you want to send your questions. Ah, thanks, Shane. Woo! Thank you, Shane. Yeah. You're welcome. Podcast at HeatShieldProducts.com to send your questions to. Podcast. Yes. At HeatShieldProducts. Not S. Not podcast yeah. plural. Right. Not plural. Singular yeah. podcast. My bad. Podcast. At HeatShieldProducts.com. Right on, guys. Yeah. Hey, right. thank you for listening. Talk to you later. All See right. ya. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.